Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This is an RNZ podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Long Way Home. The incredibly long way home. I think I definitely, I think I probably will have the record this season anyway. Longest single season tramp of Tararoa. Here I am in the belly of luxury. Oh, look at the sun on that snow up there. Man, unbelievable. I'm standing here in a kitchen with glorious views out the window. Uh, it's called the Barn at Killen. I um, very last minute called up and said, have you, have you got any spare beds? It's a B&B up here at Lake Oha. And we're surrounded by snow. And Hugh very graciously got back to me and said, look, we, we've actually got... Because you've got a very special occasion on Hugh this we? today, yeah. haven't you? Run us through that, and, and you obligingly, you graciously managed to fit me in uh, and into your accommodation. Well, thank you. Uh, but it was actually to the gracious uh, uh, thanks to our lovely guests from the UK who have come repeat business. Uh, they were here visiting last year, and they've come over this time for a couple of days extra, six days. Mary, Mary, and John. Uh, James from the UK, from Norwich actually, and they're here to get married today. Isn't that awesome? Unbelievable. Yeah. It's so amazing to turn up and hear that. Now, you're sixth generation here, yeah? Well, I'm fifth generation, but my nieces are certainly yeah. sixth generation, although home was for us was in Dunedin, but uh, because of our ancestors, uh, this is all sort of family territory, and for us, I feel like I'm at home. Your parents are here, so you've got yeah. this generational thing Absolutely, happening. yeah, yeah. No mum will be stripping your bed as soon as you've left, them. and she'll be <laughs> out with the washing board down at the lake, banging the sheets on the rock. And <laughs> could you come and introduce us to the nuptials? Oh, here, the, they go. here, here comes the brides. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long have you been together? 21 years. I'll say 21 because somebody else just normally says all oh, around 20. <laughs> yeah. We came out to Australia for my friend's wedding. And I said, well, whilst we're in Australia, we're not going to be making this long-haul trip again. Why don't we have a look at New Zealand? So we came across and we drove from the top of the North Island to the bottom of the South Island last year. Fell in love with New Zealand. Cool. And so we came back in 2018. And sort of behind the scenes, Mr Smith, uh, what do you think about getting married at Hughes? <laughs> and it's like... Oh, okay then. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> That's just superb. So, were you on bended knee, sir, when you asked the question? No, my knees don't bend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I might segue over here because one of the bizarre little angles of this um, visit, brief visit I've had here, is 
Ray, <laughs> you and Chris, you are friends of my dear, dear great aunt, Auntie Reet, and Uncle Carl Johansson, one of the last Norwegian whalers. Well, he was one of the Norwegian whalers who came back to Stewart Island and then went to Port Chalmers to live. That's right. I knew them quite well. I worked in the local um, shop in Port Chalmers, and uh, Mr. Johansson used to come in at Christmas time and buy a set for his wife, and it would be a pair of knickers and a petticoat. Which we all would go, <laughs> really? I'm going back 55, 60 years now. Wow. So, yes, and... Um, he was such a gentleman, he, wasn't he? Was he was lovely. Everybody, I've never heard a bad word about him. And in a small town, yeah. you always hear yeah. something, but no. Um, he was a great man of the port and the union company where he worked in his latter years. And he made everybody canvas tool bags, and he made my tool bag. Oh, really? Um, which unfortunately got burnt in the fire at Miller and Tunnage just some many years ago now. Um, but yes, he was. Um, they were lovely people. They yeah. really were, and all the Norwegians were. But um, your mother worries about you, and when you leave here now, you have two mothers to worry about <laughs> you now. <laughs> Oh, 4.15 in the afternoon, I, I took off late to go over the, the saddle at Ohau um, and then down the Ahuriri uh, Valley. Oh, but it took me to my limits. Probably not quite as freaked as I was in the Tararuas after my fall. Uh, when I did a 12-hour day and just had to get out of there for my uh, sanity, really, my sense of well-being. But this was pretty bloody freaky. It started snowing. I knew the weather was going to close out a bit during the day. <clears throat> I was descending. I must have fallen at least a dozen times. You just... You couldn't see where your feet were going. I was fortunately able to follow the footsteps of two others, Anna and Isaac, a couple of Kiwis, who were young Kiwis who I'd seen in Tekapo, and they said they were taking off this morning um, at Ohau. And so I owe them a drink because I didn't have to look so much for the markers because I could just keep my head down, my eyes just focused ahead where their steps were. A couple of times I had to deviate and and uh, do about, I did about, I don't know, eight or nine river crossings. So their feet just frozen. I put my over trousers on, my hands are, I can hardly operate this to record this. Uh, this, my phone to record this. My fingers are frozen, haven't stopped to eat. Just had to get out of there. So I've been going for, what would it be? Yeah, at least six and a half hours, non-stop. It was one of those uh, sessions where you're just crucially aware that um, you you had to get out. There's no option. You've got to get keep walking. You've got to keep walking. This sat me on my ass. Fairly big time. Man. And still, oh, there's, yeah, yeah, 
you know, I can see up ahead down the valley uh, an area where there is basically no snow. So that's a relief. Maybe even if I just put my tent up there, you know, I can get inside, get in my sleeping bag, get warmed up, try and unfreeze my hands and feet. Whoo! So I am in, forever indebted to these two people who I'm standing, we're standing in the dark with the beautiful, beautiful heavens above us. Um, we're out of the snow and we're down by, as you can hear, probably a little stream with a fire going in the dark. And the reason I'm indebted to Isaac and Anna, eh? Yeah. yeah. Um, from Wellington? That's yeah. right. But I'm so indebt indebted to you guys. Honestly, man, I was just following your footsteps. Every now and then I'd go off a little bit and I'd, you know, look for the poles, but it made it so much easier being able to just concentrate on keeping my balance yeah. because I could follow your path. So how did you find today? That was absolutely insane. Yeah, I think it was probably one of the... We we had probably one of our lowest moments yeah. at the top there when the rain came in and, and sort of like knee or thigh deep snow. Usually we keep track of time, um, seeing how many kilometres we go per hour just to see when we get to the end. Yeah. And there was a bit there where we are going, I think, one kilometre an hour yeah. over, the, over the snow. It was... Did Very you guys slow. wipe out at all? Yeah, yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. You just it's couldn't, you, you had no idea what you were stepping into, eh? Yeah. yeah. I you... mean, there could be boulders or sludge yeah. or whatever. You yeah, could twist yeah. an ankle easy. It was, it was pretty dangerous, wasn't it, in terms of that? Mm. Yeah. I, was I was wrapped to come out injury-free. Yeah. yeah. What's your anticipation now? Like, what are you, you anticipating, what, three and a half, four weeks? From uh, here? Yeah. Yeah, I think about Probably, four weeks. yeah, we have... We might, um end up skipping some of the road yeah. sections. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll, honestly, hey, after after days like today, yeah. and when I, you know, Richmond Ranges, Wire Pass, you do all those big things, the Tararua's in the North Island, I'm totally now going, you know what, I know I've done it. Yeah. yeah. If I miss some road section, yeah. that, so, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. That's, you know, I know I've walked Tararua. When you do a day like today, You've, you've earned, you've earned <laughs> some kind of break, eh? Yeah, yeah. That was that was brutal today. <laughs> it's about three o'clock in the afternoon. This is the sound of stepping into deep snow. Day two. Of snow today going over what's called Martha Saddle it's just under 1700 meters high so all that snow that fell is still here I'm nearly at Martha Saddle I'm probably just maybe half a K away and then it's 7 K down to Top Timuru Hut. Hopefully the hut has a decent fireplace. Oh, I just want to get this completed, get to Bluff, go to Stewart Island, rest, spend time with my family, 
so I miss my family. Okay, wait on, there's the toilet. Where's the bloody hut? No. Actually, that sounds, in my head, that sounds exactly what it was like walking away from uh, Top Timaru Hut this morning on the way to uh, Hawea. I've been thinking, if I was asked to describe Tararoa in one word, it would be relentless. You, it's like, when, when do you get a nice day? Just a gentle, easy, some of the walking up north into Auckland along the coastal routes and stuff was pretty bloody good. This, this stuff just, just does not stop. You think you've come through the tough stuff. Tararua's, Richmond Ranges, Wyo Pass. This walk today, the last two days in the snow, this walk today, no snow, but oh my God, the sidles, the steep, steep, angled sidles, you know, you, you're plunging to your death. And it's hard work and steep ascents out of these little gullies because you're coming around spur after spur after spur down the river. And these are steep slopes. So, one word, relentless. Two words, relentless and brutal. Three words, relentless, brutal and majestic. But relentless, relentless, bloody relentless. I'm kind of over it. Shania! Shania! Down here! Oh. I'm still on the... Just at the junction. Either Stody's Hut or Lake Howware. Those are my choices. Lake Howware, another four to five hours. Stody's Hut, 1.2 to two hours, it says. I'm going to Stody's Hut. Thought that might be Shania, because she owns a bunch of land around Lake Howware. Maybe she could have dropped down and picked me up. Rightio, there you go. That's another episode of the bloody long way home. I can't believe it. It's literally, it seems like it's going to be three weeks and it's done. Cheers. See you next week. Woo! Getting there, man. The Long Way Home is produced by Bruce Hopkins and Justin Gregory. The executive producer is Tim Watkin. The engineer is Jeremy Ansell. Subscribe to every episode of the Long Way Home podcast at Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, or at radionz.co.nz forward slash series. And while you're there, please rate us. That way more people get to hear these stories. If you go to the Long Way Home webpage at rnz.co.nz, you'll find an interactive map that follows Bruce as he walks to Araroa. Bruce is also on Twitter, at BruceHop, so get in touch if you've got tips, questions, or can help him out. You can also email him at thelongwayhome at radionz.co.nz. So until next time, this is The Long Way Home. Whenua, whakapapa, whānau. Follow us. <laughs>